You're about to hear a sermon by Pastor Jeff Brewer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information on our church, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org. Let's get right into this message. Let's look in our Bibles this morning, Psalms 11, 3 and 4, as I talk about America under fire this morning. Verse 3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, just what can the righteous do? Then verse 4 says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Living Bible says, the bottom has dropped out of our country, but God's address is still the same. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our great country and the opportunity to worship you and to be in this place this morning to lift up the name of the Lord. God, we enjoy so many freedoms that we take for granted. We know, God, that it is you that has provided these freedoms that we have. And God, I know it would be easy to talk about what's wrong with America, but God, you have truly blessed this nation. And I know the devil hates us because of our stand for you, God. But today, would you let the anointing move across your great nation, minister to people's lives, and let America rise up and become the great nation that God intended us to be in the last days. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouts, America is a great nation. Amen? I said, America is a great nation, a prophetic na nation. And the devil's plan is to disconnect us from our prophetic purpose. When the Jewish nation rejected Jesus, he said, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation that bringeth forth fruits thereof. Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. But God has said, I'm giving this anointing unto you. I believe America is that nation bringing forth fruit, preaching this gospel around the world. I believe today as I say that God has given us America great prophetic purpose and we must fulfill that purpose. Listen 80% of all missionaries come out of America. 80% of the funds raised to build churches around the world come from America. The majority of food sent around the world to feed hungry children and hungry people come from America. Bibles that are smuggled into communist nations come from America. We are the nation God said bearing much fruit God is using America in the last days to bring out a great revival. I believe God wants to use us to release the power of God upon our great nation that will start a revival across the land. We must not fail in our endeavor. We must rise up in the name of Jesus Christ and become what God has called us to be. Every person sitting here today, you have purpose in your life and God wants to use us in the closing hour of the coming of the Lord. That's why America is under fire. That's why you're under so much fire. That's why your family's being hit the way it's hit. Because Satan wants to stop prophetic purpose. From the very beginning of this great nation, throughout history, God has recognized, or, or, or man has recognized, our dependence and our need for God. They have been, we have rested on God's leadership God's influence, God's direction, and God's wisdom. We prayed all the time. 
We prayed everywhere. We prayed in our homes and with our families. We prayed in our schools. We prayed in the workforce. We prayed in the court system. Uh, Through all of this, we know without doubt, God has raised up this great nation. Let me say this. America is God's idea. He is our foundation. And although our foundation is being threatened, we've got to fight back for the freedoms that God has provided for this nation. Is anybody glad we're free this morning? Shout amen. Somebody shout praise God. I don't believe we appreciate it like we should. Thank God for America and for the God of America. We're in a battle right now that is being set in the place of this nation. It's a battle for the hearts and the minds and the souls of America. Hell desires America. Satan has targeted America. We, with great prophetic purpose, anointing, and power, hell wants to stop us. He wants to, he's mad at us because of our godly heritage, our stand for God, and our prophetic purpose. Battle lines have been drawn, and hell is coming against America. And the only hope for America is God and the church. I said God and the church. Somebody shout amen. Let me just read you a few statistics and you'll see what the devil's doing in America. The porn industry in the last several years has topped $13.3 billion. There are presently over 420 million pages of porn sites on the internet. No wonder they call it the web. According to Barna Research Survey, 43% of adults say pornography is morally accepted in the United States. According to CNN report, pornography's corrosive element has eaten in the body of Christ. Listen to this. This blew me away. Saying that 70% of the Christians struggle with pornography. So how can that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. When you don't have come to church, when you don't ever pray, when you don't read your Bible, hey, hey, dusty Bibles leave to dirty minds. Oh, come on now. Let's preach the gospel. Let's tell it like we need to stand up. How is it possible for 80% of Americans to profess themselves to be Christian while in the last 34 years, 47 million babies have been butchered in the sterile killing fields of what America calls abortion clinics? They don't have a voice, but we have a voice. It's time to quit straddling the fence and rise up and cry out with a clear voice. Abortion is murder, and we need to rise up against This morning, when the clock went off and I woke up, there was a talk show on. And the talk show was talking about, uh, uh, the lady was talking about how we had gone backwards after turning uh, overturning Roe versus Wade and that, that this was an infringement on their rights. I want to tell you something. You may have rights for your body, but that baby's got rights. That baby's alive. See, I can understand maybe, maybe, maybe. I understand that years ago they didn't think it was a baby. Maybe they thought it was just hadn't formed. But after we have uh, education and scientific proof, that's a little baby there. And nobody has a right to kill that little baby. And we in the church need to rise up and stop compromising and cry against it. The sanctity of marriage has been removed. People just live together. Let me tell you something. God established marriage. He didn't establish shacking up. If I got to say that again, I know we got a better idea. We think we're, we're smarter than God. But the Bible says men and women that have sexual relationships without marriage, listen to this, commit a double sin. They sin, number one, against God. They sin, number two, against their own body. 
And we're saying in America now that it's all right. Even churches are allowing people to serve in their church. Well, they're just living together without marriage. I'm not mad at anybody. But there is a standard according to God's word. And we got to get back to raising the standard. We can't let just in and everything go on in the church. God created two sacred institutions, the family and the church. And presently both are being attacked by hell. Divorce in our society now destroys six out of ten marriages. In many of our public schools, children are taught it's okay to have, that Johnny has two daddies and Sally has two mommies. And where do you think it will end? This is dismantling the traditional family, and we're opening the door for bigamy, polygamy, and incest. By destroying the traditional family, our nation is effectively undermining the very fiber that has proven to hold our society together. Marriage, one man, one woman, raising children. And then there is the, the, the release and the onslaught of homosexuality. You can't turn your TV set on in a commercial today. They're pushing it down our throat, but it don't make it right. Amen. I, 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 I was listening. I, I, I listened to Joel Osteen uh, when, when he was on a talk show the other day. Uh, it might have been a few years ago. And they asked him, was homosexuality sin? And he said, yes. And, and the, the, the guy that was interviewing him said, don't you think the Bible needs to get relevant with the time? I like what he said. He said, there's some things the Bible just don't change. <laughs> Amen. The Bible is truth. Amen. Do, are we mad at them? We're mad at the sin. We love the homosexual. But I'm telling you, it's time that we rise up and preach against it and cast those demons out of people. They need hope. Amen. Uh, uh, did you know 7.1% of Americans admit to be homosexuals and lesbians? 24 million. Did you know 1% are married to gay partners? 3 million of them. And if we accept that, then we are saying God's word is wrong. But God loves you, but God will not accept that no more. He will accept lying or murder or adultery or anything else his, world, his word calls sin. And, and, and I got to go on, on record saying this. I know don't, don't, don't drop your teeth. Don't run out. There is a hell. And people are dying and going to hell. And we've got to cry out in the church. They can get mad at us. They can uh, boycott us. They can stop coming. But somebody's got to say, I love you, but you're wrong. Man. Now, I didn't know this, but they said that, that presently 8% of those graduating out of high school say they're homosexual. And then I read this this week. I thought, man, I, in the 1970s, they considered homosexuality mental illness. They did. And you know that the National Education Association uh, the, the people that determine what they teach in school has at least 15 amendments were passed indirectly or directly promoting homosexuality in our school system. Our schools have been hijacked by homosexuality. For every student that chooses this lifestyle, statistics say it cuts an average of 18 years off their lifespan. It's a doctrine of death. Now, I've got to ask you a question. How is this possible in this great nation, to fall so far and so fast. I believe number one is the lack of commitment of the born-again believer, of the church member that treats the church like a social club and not the house of God. 
We come if we want to. We, we, don't, we stay home if we want. God is saying, you, we have got to get back to attending the house of God and loving God and worshiping together because you get something in here you don't get anywhere else. There is an anointing God places upon your life that you don't get everywhere else. Oh, hallelujah. And this morning, God can touch you. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know why you came, but God's spirit and God's power is present in this house to touch you. Amen. I believe that too many of the pulpits have got silent. Now, I will be honest with you today. There's pressure not to preach the truth. There's pressure to compromise in the pulpit. There's pre- they hold you hostage and say, we won't come to church. There's pre- but somebody's got to have a backbone in the last days. And rise up and say, listen, we love you, but we must preach this glorious gospel. If I want to be entertained, I'll go to a dance somewhere or, or a show somewhere. I come to hear truth. I say, God, help me. Somebody shout, God, help me. There is a war going on. It's time for the church to fight back. The answer's not in the White House. Quit, quit, quit attaching your coattail to Biden or Trump or anybody else. Attach your life to Jesus. We got too many folk that are so politically minded that they can't be spiritual minded. It's not a Republican thing or a Democratic thing because politics does nothing but divide. I want to tell you, I don't care whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, just be a Christian. Somebody shout amen. This battle will not be won politically or socially, but spiritually. The soldiers of this army will come from, not come from the training fields of the military. This army will rise up out of the church with a fresh touch of God and go back to the sure foundation. We have a mandate. We must serve the Lord. Take America back to the Bible as the word of truth. Now, let me just help you right here. Uh, are you ready for this? This is right, you're wrong if you say anything against it. This is right, homosexuality is wrong. This is right, uh, adultery is wrong. This is right, sickness is wrong. This is right, compromise is wrong. I'm telling you, the book is right. Somebody give God praise. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free from the powers of it. Somebody shout, I'm free this morning. I'm free from sin. I'm free from the devils of hell. I'm free from all of what hell's trying to do. I'm free, praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout the word. It's not your opinion, it's not what you think, it's not your denomination. It's the word. If the word calls it sin, honey, it's sin. If the word calls it truth, it's truth. Let me help you right here. If the word says don't do it, don't do it. And if the word says do it, do it. My God, that's what's going to bring America back when our churches come back to God. Back to basic Christianity and godly living. Back to one true God. Now, I know we got a lot of religions in America, but I say to you, there's only one true God. There's only one way to heaven. Without Jesus, you are forever lost. 
And I have said this many times. I, I, I know there's a lot of hurting people around the world. And America, with this loving heart, reaches out to try to help them. And that's good. But in our quest to try to help, we have uh, allowed things in this nation that's not of God. Listen, these people from around the world, if they're looking for a better place, if America's good enough for them, then our God should be good enough for them. Pastor, Pastor, I don't agree with it. I don't care what you agree with. The Bible is right and you are wrong. Muslims are wrong. Oh, come on now. Uh, amen. I, I said Buddhism is wrong. Uh, Mormonism is wrong. This is right. And we've got to rise up and say it's Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. See, we got our kids confused. They don't know what to believe today. You know why? Because you don't know what to believe. We have got to get back. See, see, I come along in, in the time when you went to church, it wasn't just a little part-time, once-in-a-while thing. Church was a commitment. Church was a life. Church was your foundation. Church is what saw you through. And we got to get back to getting people back in church. COVID-19 has said number, two things. Number one, you don't need church. Lie. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Word is right. People say, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Have to? You ought to want to. You ought to be, want to be around praise and worship. Amen? Around the word of God. I, nobody begged me to come to church this morning. I'm not like the pastor that got mad and, and, and was whining and crying and said, I'm not going this morning. She said, you got to. You got to. His wife said, he said, no, I don't have to. She said, why do I have to? He said, because you're the pastor. I get up every Sunday morning. Listen to me. When my feet hit the floor, you know what I say? Thank God I get to preach today. I am what I am because of my relationship with God and my relationship with the church. I'm telling you, my morals are solid because of my relationship with God and my relationship with church. I live holy and righteous because of my relationship with God and my relationship with church. Somebody shout amen. You need the church. Second thing it did, it, it, it has caused, uh, see, rebuilding is harder than building. And so in our coming back from COVID, we have enjoyed the, the rest. We have enjoyed the time off. So, oh, Pastor, I don't believe it. Yeah, let me tell you something. When I was preaching up here 30 minutes on, uh, on Facebook on Sunday, and that was it for the week, pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. My life was easy. And sometimes people are saying, you know, I don't need church. We go too much. We sing too much. We pray too much. We have this program after this program after this program. But I want to tell you, thank God for the church. The church will keep your marriage strong. The church will keep your kids out of trouble. Oh, come on. I'm not talking about you just kind of breeze in and breeze out. I'm talking about you get committed to God. You, you know, I, I, what we need to do is we need to see, our kids need to see our, our, our moms and dads involved in ministry, excited about church. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad. This is God's day. Hallelujah. Oh, I can go to the lake after church. I can go golfing after church. I can do something after. But I got to go to the house of the Lord. Amen. And so we, we are seeing churches not rebuild. 
we, we before COVID, were running around, right around 900 people. And now we're probably 550 or so. And you say, Pastor, it's not about number. Every person's a number, folks. Amen. But I've got news for you. God's bigger than COVID. His church will stand through COVID and what the devil meant for evil, God's getting ready to turn for good. Get ready for revival. Get ready for a move of God. Get ready for an anointing. Get ready for a touch of the Lord. We need to get back to holy living. When the church looks like the world and acts like the world, we need to get back to holiness and purity and righteousness. Back to family values and honor in your mom and mother and father. Back to integrity and morality. Amen. Back to the church being a place of worship. I didn't come in here to be entertained. I didn't come in here uh, uh, for other purposes. I came to worship. And I thank God he has given us a church where white folk and black folk and Hispanic folk can worship. Somebody give God praise. Nobody looking their nose down at you. If you want to shout, shout this morning. If you want to praise, praise this morning. Nobody looking at you. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, somebody say amen. Somebody needs to praise him. You've been going through some hell, praise him. You've been in a valley, praise him. You've been in a storm, praise the Lord. He says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. David said, let everything that had breath praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, we're a shouting church. Not ashamed of it. Not ashamed of it. Love our God, hallelujah. Love the Lord. I don't have to go to a, a ball game to act foolish or a racetrack to lose uh, uh, my composure. I can come to the house of God. I think about where I was and where I was going. I was a heartbeat away from hell, but I think about how Jesus saved me. I didn't deserve it. Ain't God good? I'd be in hell today had it not been for the goodness of the Lord. Somebody shout, remember. We got to get back to remembering. We were lost and undone without God and His Son. And then this is the scripture we got to go back to. 2 Chronicles 7. If my people call by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my faith. Seek my face. And then notice this turn from your wicked ways. Turn from what you're doing. Turn from your compromise. Turn from your worldliness. Turn from your ungodliness. Turn from your laziness. Come on now. Then I will hear from heaven. Forgive your sins and heal your land. He didn't say the White House repent. Secular humanists repent. Liberal media repent. Democratic Republicans repent. ACLU repent. Criminals repent. Drug addicts get it together. Homosexuals repent. He said, if the church is called by my name, will quit playing their games and repent and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear. My ear will be open. 
And I will send a revival that will sweep this nation. Sons and daughters will come to know God and your communities will be delivered. The problem today, and I know we like to talk about the problem. The problem is not the world. The problem is the church. The problem is with our commitment to God. The problem is with our love with the body of Christ. The problem is, is with our love with, with, with the work and the service of God. To take our nation back, we've got to first take our churches back. We need a Holy Ghost revival. Come on now. Back from compromise and back from worldliness and back from the church just being part-time. And if we want to go, go. But everything else comes before the church. Let me tell you something, moms and dads. Don't you think your children are going to grow up and put God first when you're not putting God first? And now that they're small, you can drag them in every other Sunday or every four or five weeks or maybe once a month. But once they get grown, they see how you have treated the church, you're not going to get them back in the church. And with all that I read to you about these statistics, it's going to pour into their lives. And there's no telling what your kids will become. We need to bring church back from religious institute of just having church as usual. We need to come to church and have church. We need to get involved and thrust ourselves into worship and saying, this is the house of God. And I have come to magnify his name. I didn't come to, to, to look around to see how many hypocrites I can count or who I don't like in the church. I have come to worship God. I have come to praise him. I, I, and the church has got to, once again, you, you, know, you know what I don't understand? I don't know, maybe maybe correct. I, I don't know of any all-white schools or any all-white places to work or any all-white grocery stores or but I, I know there's a whole lot of all-white churches and all-black churches. What's happening to us? Why don't we just bring the church back to the body of being the body of Christ and welcome everybody that comes in, black, white, rich, poor, down and out, in a, and say, my God loves you just like you are. Stand to your feet and give God praise. You just heard a sermon from Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. Want to hear more sermons like this one? You can find all of Pastor Pruer's sermons on our YouTube channel. Just open your YouTube app and search for Freedom Life Church of God. For any additional information on our church, or if you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit our website at freedomlifecog.org.